0: Welcome to dietitian boss. I'm Libby Rothschild, your host and fellow registered dietitian nutritionist. I serve as a business coach to my colleagues, registered dietitian nutritionists all around the world. I help you get leads and turn prospective clients into paying customers using online marketing and social media strategies that work. Thank you so much for joining today's episode. I am so excited to introduce you to today's guest, Cara Landu, she's a gut health expert dietitian, originally from Australia, now she lives in New York City, and she has a bachelor's of uh, bachelor's degree in nutrition and a master's in entrepreneurship, and she has done so much work in the field of food production. She's known as the traveling dietitian on social media, on Instagram, and she has a scientific background and she paired that with her love for food and passion to create a very successful food product, which is international. It's offered both here in New York and in America and in Australia. Her brand is called uplift food. And I can't wait for you to hear her journey. I, Got introduced to Kara because I actually originally, uh, one of my clients asked me about creating a food product. I wasn't too sure, so I asked one of my coaches, Marie Ferguson from Dietitian Connection, uh, the founder of Dietitian Connection, and Marie introduced me to Kara. So I just wanted to let you know how this connection happened, and now I'm so, you know, Kara lives in New York, and I'm in New Jersey, and she's really close. So I now want to meet Kara myself in person and find an excuse to uh, get to share business and knowledge with such an inspiring female entrepreneur such as herself. I hope that you jo- enjoy today's episode as much as I do. Hello and welcome. I'm here with Caroline Landau. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. If you could just tell us a little bit more about what you do and uh, explain Uplift Food.
1: With pleasure. Happy to be here. So I am the founder and CEO at Uplift Food, uh, which is a prebiotic food company that's focused all around how when you nourish your gut health, you can actually support your moods. So it's been a topic that I've been so passionate about for years and about seven years ago now I actually wrote a book all around the gut brain connection well before it was the hot topic that it is today and and it was since then that I guess like years went on and I was pushing this message and I also was acting as a consultant to other food companies and helping them with new product development and as a spokesperson to create a brand that really like went all in on this message and it was like the time was now. So yes, I launched Up With Food in March in 2018 back in Australia where I'm from originally Mm -hmm. Uh, but I had been living in New York for kind of on and off for most of those last seven years and so two weeks after I launched Up With Food in Australia, I actually got invited into one of the top food accelerator programs here in New York, so I ended up coming up back to America and basically launching the company simultaneously on two continents, wow. uh, which, as you can imagine, has been a very challenging time uh, as a solo founder, but uh, I basically started with a natural carbon supplement. It's called the Daily Uplifter, and it's all focused around these natural nutrients provided in levels that are supported by science to support either gut health mental health or both via these mechanisms
0: that connect the two so So. that's incredible that's absolutely incredible can you um maybe take us back a step and walk us through how you got to that point for those of us who haven't been following you the whole time uh it's absolutely incredible what you've created but how did you first you know get to create a food product in australia
1: So like literally the steps of what I did, is that what you mean? Yeah. So I was always, well, because previously I was promoting this message and I had my traveling dietitian social profiles, I was often creating recipes using all these specialty ingredients like green banana flour or Jerusalem artichoke powder and special probiotics and all sorts of things. And people kept saying to me online, you know, I'm never going to go and buy all these things, Cara. Just give it to me in one product. Yeah. that sort of was coming my way quite a few times. So what I did was I took the – I started playing around with the ingredients in my kitchen and then I decided, you know, um, I didn't want – I've never wanted to be someone who made that small home-based business and sort of did it at that grassroots level and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I just knew that that didn't fit my personality. And so I wanted to look at a way that I could – go out from the get-go set it up so that it would be ready to scale and grow quite quickly once the message got out there and hopefully people want the product so i went and found a co-manufacturer and i also found an ingredient supplier and i found that that was both those pieces are super important Um, a lot of people when they go to make a product doing it at home or doing it at a you know a, a kitchen, a commercial kitchen, if you want to do it yourself, or finding a co-manufacturer, a lot of the time you would still have to be responsible for finding all the individual ingredients. And that's very time-consuming and often, as a small company, the volumes that you have to purchase can be very high of each ingredient so you can get yourself into trouble quite quickly. So I what I thought I would do is go and find someone who go find an ingredient supplier that specialises in organic and natural ingredients, see what they're already buying in bulk for other customers and basically see how many of the ingredients that I wanted in my products could be sourced from the one person and then just fill in the gaps by sourcing the extra few. And that way I had from the get-go this good buying power uh, to then feed into the product that I wanted to create Uh, And I took those ingredients to the cream manufacturer and explained to them what I wanted to make. I sourced the packaging. I I did the design. I got a review for legal, you know, to make sure it was okay. And, I mean, there's a million other steps I'm not even thinking about, but (laughs) there's a lot of steps involved. It doesn't, like, just happen. (laughs) But I feel like some of those things uh, were very, like, very useful and I would always recommend to other people, as sort of behind the
0: scenes what an incredible journey I'm um, just talking to you I can see you have you're so business savvy how you know how did you have the energy and the motivation to be able to pull all that together even what you know some of what you're talking about with the ingredients how did you yeah. learn that process did you have anyone supporting you or were you how were you motivated to figure this out this is no easy kind of a task to to be able to come to another country and continue to have like you yeah. said in two continents that's that's a huge accomplishment
1: thank you um the energy comes from like this drive that i have to push this message uh i think that you know you some people say don't turn your hobby into your profession because you, know, you can lose some of, you know the energy that gets sucked out of you when you have to actually push uh, your own project is very I think is very different than when someone says, here's one project for two months, this is what you have to do, this is what you're gonna get paid. So it, it it is it is a tough gig. Um but I think because I just have believed like my belief on the benefits of what these products that I'm creating can have on people's lives has been my number one driver. And that then seeps out into the way that when I approach people to help me, they actually want to get involved. You know, they can see that this is not someone just out to make money. Um, I worked for years without, you know, for two years without a salary, um, and I was no longer being a freelancer. And I just and I invested all my savings into this. So it's it's as raw as it comes. And um, and I think that that. That, that is clear, and the fact that people look back and can see that I've been working in this space for so many years before that, uh, they really, they believe it, you know, and, and that has been, I guess, what's given me the energy because other people have then wanted to support the vision. And so, as an example, like, when I got into the Accelerator, you know, there was that external piece that was saying, we believe in what you're doing. We can see that this, this has some legs. And that, you know, again, they didn't set up manufacturing for me. I had to do that myself. But then when I went and I reached out to colleagues and other people that might know someone, people went out of their way to help. And I think that that's something that a lot of people often miss. I think that if you've got an idea, you have to keep it to yourself because someone else is going to steal it. And, they, you know, it's, it's, you have to just do it all yourself as quickly as you can. And I think, well, there's so many steps. And, like, if you... Try to if you try to keep it to yourself because you're scared someone else is going to take it. I reckon there's going to be some big company out there that's probably going to get there first. And if you actually just say you know trust yourself that you can do this, but you do let other people help, people will step up. And that's what I found along the way. And that's how you know, leading on from the accelerator, I then got introduced to the people at Mondelēz International, which is one of the big multinational food companies. And like again, it was sort of one of those situations that um, you know you meet these companies and you think, uh, are they going to run away with your idea, or are they potentially the competition who could somehow become your ally and really help you and help you build your image? You know? And and basically, what happened, you know, with that is that I I lent into it, I trusted it, I trusted myself, and that turned into upwards being the first ever investment that they have made in a startup. And, you know, so to me, again, like back to the original question of where do you get the energy when a big company that's producing Oreos or Velveeta or whatever it is that's turning over millions or billions every year, if they believe in your little idea, that gives you energy, you know, but you wouldn't know that unless you shared your idea with them and you, and you put in the hard work to begin.
0: So I am I, with you. But I will say that's when you're at the higher level where, you know, to get to the point where you're even exploring the conversation of a company believing in you. There's still all of the steps before that that I feel a lot of our listeners struggle with. Such okay. as aligning your person, uh, sorry, your purpose with your message, and I mean, you came all the way from Australia. That is a huge story. Um, so, I guess, what were the roadblocks at the beginning, if any, uh, as far as you getting this product out?
1: Oh, a million! <laughs> it's been a million roadblocks. Yeah. Uh, so, I guess we'll look at. Shall we look at the Daily Lister, the powder? So yeah. The first- yeah. Powder. Uh, so originally I had to find a co manufacturer and that took quite a long time uh, but you know it ended up being another registered dietitian who was producing her own powdered product who very easily could have seen this is competition and she she when I was there in her office opened up her computer opened up her laptop and sent an email to her manufacturer and said there's this other amazing dietitian you need to work with her you know, this is her name, she's going to be in touch. And that became my co-manufacturer. So, again, like, that was after weeks of you know, different manufacturers trying to pitch me ridiculous prices that seemed way too high for what I was asking. Like, my, my gut said that's wrong, and especially as someone who's from another country, and, they, you know, you almost seem a little bit naive because you're new to the to this industry, as opposed to, like, where you might be respected in the dietetic world. You step into the food industry, and they're like, well, oh, Who are you? So I think that first finding the co-manufacturer was definitely a challenge. Uh, Then sourcing the ingredients was interesting, but I found that that was more from using my nutrition app and always, I was always looking at different products and seeing what ingredients were in there. And so I basically was reached out to, you know, you use Google, you reach out, you find the suppliers and you have the conversations with them. And, I, I again, had to to negotiate around price and all of that. So that was another challenging step, uh, particularly for some of, like, the specialty ingredients that I knew I wanted, uh, but, you know, they come from different countries and there's all these different price points. You have to say, I'm a small company. I'm not going to be ordering that much. Work with me. And so I, I remember multiple times I would say to people, help me now so that we can do this big together. Like you you can't, if you only want to work with the big guys and they're not working with you, well then that's not good for your business either. So um, I did find, and I've always been someone, like in my previous life as a spokesperson, I used to always want to help the smaller companies. I thought, if you've got this cool product that deserves to get out there I will work with you before you have enough money to pay me. And I will work, I will create, and then when they did have enough, I would create an amazing gig, you know, for them, for me as their ambassador or their spokesperson. So I wanted to help them. And then they're the ones that came back later down the track when they were with companies. And so I now, I, I guess I brought that same mentality into this new brand of, of my own where I was like, well, I want people that lean in at the beginning and then I'll be very loyal going forward to work with you as, as up the food grows. So, you know, that was some of them packaging, um, you know, that was ordered, you have to order like thousands and thousands and thousands at the beginning and sometimes you don't want to produce thousands and thousands and thousands of products. So that was, again, negotiation and, and again, finding people that believed in the vision and wanted to get behind uh, what I was doing
0: what is your family or I mean dietitians that support you back in Australia what do they think of you know your international success how is that how is that transition or that relationship how has that been uh,
1: I mean I guess they're two different that's a two-pronged question um I'm so lucky I have the most incredible family ever um they are my biggest cheerleaders uh, and my parents are in Australia and my sister actually lives in Israel and uh, they are always on WhatsApp every day getting excited over what I'm doing. Um, my father actually Picks and packs uh, every order for the online orders in Australia. So we do that together. I process the orders online for the courier and I send the notes to it to my father and he, he packs them in the morning. <laughs> so it's a very sort of grassroots project back there. In so to
0: nice. To that. That's wonderful. So it's a family business.
1: Well, yeah, I guess so. My my father and I are the directors in Australia in America. Oh. I'm currently the director. Uh, but, yes, we certainly have. My, my family was very supportive. And I feel like my colleagues in Australia have been amazing too. Like In, in both countries there, yeah, like, I've, I've found so many of the registered dietitians, particularly the media-front ones that have kind of known me over the years, there's been so many that, without me asking, have had an opportunity to promote the products on a television program or in a big, you know, health publication or, or consumer lifestyle publication, and and they do it, and they, they just they just do it, and and I just think that's that's the sort of community I want to be a part of because that is exactly what I would do in return, um, and so uh, yeah, I think I think the dietetic community has been amazing.
0: That's incredible. I wanted to ask, just because I'm not as familiar with how many dietitians are in the product business or are successful in the product business, uh, do you know anything about the statistics of how many dietitians, I mean, am I, am I correct to say it's not very popular? I don't
1: think it's me. There's definitely yeah. a few of us because we do, I mean, we do find each other. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple on the other side of the US that are, that are getting started with different brands. Uh, I know a couple in Australia, some that do like, like an ingredient, but then they sell into other food products as opposed to making consumer fronting products. But, you know, you know, it's been amazing from my key ingredient supplier, um, there's, there was a a woman and she is a registered dietitian and she, so she's not the dietitian with her own brand there, but she's in-house at an ingredient supplier helping to sell these healthier ingredients. And she has been 100% my biggest ally ever. So, you know, you you just find these dietitians everywhere today from one of like the websites that uh, a health website for lots of different natural supplements reached out to me to say, Caro, I saw that you mentioned our brand in in a media article last week. Thank you so much. Like, you know, nice to see dietitians coming together, and I was—I didn't even realize it. So, I think there's a lot more people behind the scenes than we than we realize. Uh, how many are off on their own creating their own products? I don't have the figure.
0: Incredible. I mean, uh, from the Academy in, in America, the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics has a compensation um, guide that they published, and the statistics say there's a very small. I believe it's like uh, four thousand dietitians in America that are in private practice and that doesn't account for those who are aspiring or on the side that's like full time private practice. And I don't I didn't see any statistics about those who've created food products, but I, I mean I'm just imagining yeah. I really had to look hard to find I mean, I know you but I yeah. was curious what you know what kind of community there are. There's I know there's quite a handful of media dietitians. Uh, it's so interesting to hear your story, and it makes me wonder. What other dietitians are out there, and what do they need to do to create a food product as successfully and globally as you have? It's a really inspiring story. I'm happy to share it with the community who are listening. I have some listeners from abroad, Australia, Canada, America, all over. But those are my, wow. my biggest listeners are in those three countries. Uh, those yeah, those three countries. And uh, it's really inspiring to hear your story. Do you have any tips for dietitians who are interested in food product development and they either don't know where to start or they're not sure that they believe in themselves enough or they don't know what kind of community or where to go to to feel inspired to get their message and their purpose and their product out there?
1: Uh, I think spend some serious time refining how you want to, what you really believe in and how you can create something that actually has a unique selling point point. I think that a lot of the time, you know, you see a lot of not, I'm not saying from dietitians, you just see so many new brands get launched in the health food space and someone, it's kind of like just an iteration of another product, but it's not actually that unique. And then these companies don't survive. And Don't get me wrong, up with food might not survive. I mean, I don't want to speak as if I, I know everything, but I do think that I, like, I spent years refining what was going to make a brand be as unique as Uplift has been. And I think that has provided the extra legway that I've been lucky enough to have um, because as soon as it launched, people saw that it had a unique message. And in today's day when it's such a, a crap, it's a crowded space, there are so many products out there. I just think, think about how you can do something different and then, Use your dietitian stamp as the, of approval as like the added bonus, rather than just going out there thinking because I'm a dietitian, everyone's going to buy this. Um, I, I certainly didn't approach it like that. Um, you kind of need to put the business hat on, and and then I guess I would always say reach out to others and not just like the one founder of another company, but rather like I know in America at a lot of universities they have innovation labs and I know there's food incubators and there's all there's so many amazing uh, things that you can that you can go to 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 learn more about this there's I mean I know I'm in New York so I'm a bit spoiled with all the meetups and things like that but there are I know that there are places uh, not just here uh, but around the country that that will help help people like be inspired and learn maybe trouble you know learn where something might go wrong before it happens Uh, and then also potentially find a co-founder so someone who who balances out you know your skills I think that it's been it's been very challenging as a solo founder I was told that I was told by some of the people that are now investors they originally said oh you know your head's gonna blow off Cara it's not it's just like almost not possible and I didn't really believe them until now (laughs) my head really does feel like it's blowing off And I think that a lot of the time when you have a co-founder that might, if you're the creative one and you want to be the product development and the face and, you know, just say that's your skills, find someone who likes operations and finance and, you know, the sourcing of ingredients because it's a different side of your brain slash it's almost a different person. And if you're trying to do both, which is what I had to do for the first year and a half of my company's life, it is very draining. Um, And so that's where when... But if you don't see the initial traction, you could then feel a bit disheartened and then give up. And I certainly wouldn't want that for anyone. You just want to surround yourself with people who support you so that you can then ultimately do more of what you're very good at.
0: I love all of this. I love learning about your process and hearing a super inspiring story. And I'm, your business skills, did you learn them along the way or do you have professional training in business like a master's of business administration?
1: So, yeah, I, so I actually launched uh, – I was always entrepreneurial, I suppose. I had a corporate nutrition company around Australia where I hired about 30 dietitians to go into corporate workplaces in a previous life, uh, and I created, you know, the contents and the seminars, and then they would go and, and do all those events, and I, too, was the presenter and the one-on-one consultant. So when I was running that company, and I had a private practice – Prior to that, that was my first ever job. Uh, when I was running the corporate nutrition business, I started to think, oh, maybe there's something to this business stuff. Maybe, <laughs> maybe there's some skills that people are learning when they all study business. So I actually went back to do a master's in entrepreneurship and innovation. And so it was kind of what I saw as like the fun version of an MBA. And it was a bit more grassroots. So it was for people that wanted to do, run their own company rather than be able to step in and run the already established company. So it, did I learn that much? Like in terms of business skills, I'm not sure. But did it in, throughout that degree. But what it did do is ingrain in me that... That this is something... like I was surrounded by other people that were very similar, and I and I saw that this was definitely the path I was going to go down. And you know, we did subjects like opportunity evaluation, so that you could determine like I, I never used that that um, template when I actually launched up with food, but I did. But there are there is a method to evaluating an opportunity and then deciding if it's worth going forward with it or not. So I guess it was after that is sort of a few years later is when I launched Uplift. But I would say that I feel like it's more, this is sort of more just naturally in you. Um, And if it's not, you definitely can learn skills. But but I would always recommend if you're someone who wants to run your own business, the MBA is a very different skill set to... Uh, to the person that's going to be setting up the company. Just like I believe that if I can get up with food to a certain level, I won't be the right person to continue to be the CEO. I think I suspect there was someone who, when it gets to a larger point, will will step in and be able to manage operationally my company better than what I could do because I was more the startup person.
0: That's amazing. I am so inspired by your perspective, and I love that you're uh, such a resource in this category. Is there any other final note you'd like to leave us with or any other kind of topic you think would help the audience of dietitians who are listening? Perhaps they want to make a food product. A lot of them just want to learn how to grow their brand and business. Uh,
1: I really think that what I the one comment I said earlier about finding your unique selling proposition and unique selling point. I think that that applies as if you're your own personal brand as well. So have a message. Have a very distinct message, and then, like, all your content, everything you do, stick with that. So, you know, I used to be answering any PR whenever media would come and they'd want the dietitian to respond. I was responding to everything. And about about two years ago, I just said enough. I'm only answering things around gut health, food and mood, and prebiotics. And and then I just honed in, and everything I did was was around that. And lo and behold, that became sort of my specialty area that that I've now people come to me as the expert for. And I think that if you can work out your message and that you're really, that you really believe, not just like a random message that you think will will catch on, then go out and just funnel things into that because I do believe that that's how you'll stand out um, in the market now.
0: We share that core value, I believe the same thing and I also love that, you know, when we first started talking today, you mentioned that you really had a lot of passion around the purpose of your business and that helped drive you perhaps in the beginning stages, of course, in the middle stages of your business as well, but I, I believe strongly that when you are able to identify yourself as unique and focus your message. The opportunities are endless, whether you wanna do a food product, grow your private practice, have it be virtual private practice, in person, whatever you wanna do, be known as a speaker, uh, the opportunities are endless when you can clarify how you're unique and really specialize. And that's happened for me and it's happened here for Kara and I just love this story. Okay. Yeah, excellent. And where can we find you on social and your website just to make sure everybody can follow your journey and support what you're doing?
1: Thank you, I'd love that. So I personally am at Travelling Dietitian online. Travelling is with a double L and dietitian is with T's, no more C's in there. Uh, and then there's travellingdietitian.com is also the blog, but really where I'm quite active uh, is also on Up With Food. So just add Up With Food on Instagram and on Facebook. So definitely come find me and, and I write blog posts uh, almost every week around the next
0: and and absolutely thank you so much thank you for joining today's episode if you'd love to learn more about how to get leads online and turn prospective customers into clients apply for my coaching i still have a wait list go ahead and visit libbyrothschild.com that's www.libbyrothschild.com go under signature service and apply for my wait list